Hello, this is Pastor Deborah, and welcome again. We are in another part of The Spiritual Multitudes, the audiobook. We are in volume number three, Then this is going to be part number 17 of The Greatest Gift. We finished up in lesson number 16, talking about the wonderful light and life that was spiritually in God's own heart and mind for us. His spiritual life came to dispel all darkness and ignorance within us and to bring us his spirit of life that is in his light that comes with the seven spirits that are in the Holy Spirit. And if you remember, we did a small and a quick review of what the seven spirits of God were in the Holy Spirit. So I want to start again with prayer before we begin part number 17. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you as children, not knowing very much and needing all your help. We need you to shine your light of life and truth into our areas of darkness, into our deep chambers that are filled with ignorance and darkness. Help us to know the truth and not to have vain thoughts that are fruitless and do not produce any seeds of living life. Help us, Father, for we need all your help you can give us to help us see with our spiritual eyes and to hear with our spiritual ears and to understand with our spiritual mind. Pull us out of the flesh, out of carnality, out of the soul. Do a Hebrews 4.12 experience on us. Sever us, circumcise us from the soul. Bring us out of the cocoon and the womb. We may see and hear you and your voice and your light of truth. Thank you in the name of Christ Jesus. Amen. Let's begin. We're starting part number 17. So just sit back, watch, and listen. God spiritually desires that out of his new, spiritually recreated, spiritual human's spiritual heart, that's you, and your mind, to become vessels, to be a lampstand, an instrument of his glorious salvation. Sort of like a tree. You become the tree that his light and his oil rises up to, feeds the tree. The tree grows the leaves, with the help of the sun, of course, and the leaves produce their fruit. And the fruit shines out for other people to taste and see that what this tree, this glorious light, this pillar of salvation, what its fruit is and how it came to be. So he is spiritually wanting and desiring that his light, his life-giving spirit, his Holy Spirit shine brightly for others to spiritually see, touch, to taste, perceive, understand, and believe that they too can come to life, have a Hebrews 4.12 spiritual circumcision, and grow and develop and also become a spiritual lampstand, a spiritual glorious stand, a mighty tree that shines out His rays, his fruit, his glory of salvation, of love, and presenting his greatest gift, agape love to all others. 
out in the world. Let me ask you a few questions about yourself and let's see what you have to say. Does his spiritual light in life spiritually shine brightly and gloriously out of you, out of your spirit? Are you a newly spiritually recreated, rebirthed spiritual being living in the kingdom of heaven? Would you say yes or no? If you have his spiritual light, how spiritually bright does his light shine? His light of life shine out of you, through you, through his lamp, through his vessel, through you, his wonderful spiritual creation in Christ Jesus. Can it, his spiritual brightness that is spiritually shining out of your newly spiritually recreated rebirth spiritual heart. No, that deep part of you is hidden away in the realm of the spirit, your mind. Can it be seen in the spiritual darkness? Can other spiritual beings, all kinds, here on the earth, in the realm of the spirit, can they see it? Can they bask in its light of agape love? Coming out of you, that's a good question to be asking yourself. Can his spiritual light, his life, his glory, his salvation, that is supposed to be spiritually shining out of your salvation, out of his lamp, out of his vessel, out of his glorious and majestic tree, can it be shining out of your newly spiritually recreated, rebirthed spiritual heart and mind? Does it shine through the spiritual veil of the flesh, that waxed, ugly, thick grossness of the foreskin of the soul and its flesh? Can it be seen through it? Or does your soul stand in its way? Does it stop this shining light from coming out, coming out through the soul and the physical body, out through your words and your facial expressions? Can it be seen and heard and known? Can the kingdom of darkness see his light shining out of you, shining into the hearts of others who live in the kingdom? Does the kingdom of darkness become threatened when you come near? When you pray or talk to the kingdom of darkness servants, the demonic spirits and its king, Satan, do they tremble when you are on the scene, when you speak, when you even stand in a crowd? Is your light shining out into the realm of the darkness for others to see? Is your light bright enough that it will bring great pains and fear and trembling upon the creatures of the darkness? Can it? Does it? Can anybody see you? Or are you just quiet and there is no light, not even for yourself? These are some questions you must ask, not only of yourself, ask of other people also. Does his light shine out of you into dark and deep spiritual dungeons and cells that have entrapped and imprisoned precious spiritual ones, trapped in darkness for generations? After generations, can his light shine out of you to those who are in deep, deep trances, hiding in secret places, asleep? Can it come in dreams and visions? Can it travel with your spirit anywhere that spirit needs to go? Can you take it, his light, with you, even into darkness of hell and the fires of torment itself? And you say, is his spiritual light unhindered, unstoppable through you? Is anything blocking it, defiling it, making it a dim nightlight within you? You must ask these questions of yourself 
and you must look and see at others. Can Satan and his demons spiritually see his spiritual light, his glory, his agape love spiritually shining out from you, deep from within you? Are you a bright, bright light that blinds the enemy and brings them great pains and torments? Is your spirit and its heart, its mind, has it been spiritually recreated, carrying the gift of the Holy Spirit, who carries the seven spirits of the Lord and carries the greatest gift of all, agape love and the kingdom of heaven. Can his, not yours, but his, agape love be spiritually poured out to others and spiritually seen and felt through you, through your words, on the telephone, in letters, on YouTube, in videos, in podcasts. Can they come to you in the Spirit and see His love, hear His voice through you? Or do you stop it, block it? Do you take the glory for Him? Does His light shine on you so brightly that it blinds you and brings up pride and you take the glory for it and it all becomes about you? And you seem to be the Savior. These are questions that are deep. Pastor Deborah had to answer them and be tested and tried. Did you know there was a story about Pastor Deborah? I don't know if I've told you. But she was tested one time when she was cutting the grass. And I went to the throne room to visit with the king. But he wasn't there. I searched for him for days and days. Couldn't find him. That was unusual. He's always on his throne sitting there waiting to receive us as his children and his servants. We're sort of in a family business here on earth. But he wasn't there. I was being tested. He was trying to find out, did I love him and want to serve him for just himself? Or did I want all the goods he had? Did I want all the blessings and the anointings? What was really important to me? Him and him alone without anything. Or was I only loving him, serving him to get the glory, to get the light, to get the gifts and the blessings? It took three days, and he learned that my heart did not care about blessings, goodies. I only loved him, and it was all he that mattered, nothing else. And if he took all the ministry away, all the anointings, all the spiritual gifts, all the light, my heart would only love him and want